Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. We're blessed to have the amenities that a lot of major cities have right here in our own parish. And, uh, you know, we have Broadway-esque shows, we have comedy, we have uh, opera, we have ballet, we have youth educational programs, and we don't have to go to the big cities. It's right here in our own backyard. And I think companies, well, I don't think, you and I both know, coming from JETCO, that companies, when we're trying to, uh, you know, entice them to come to our region, those are major, major factors to mm-hmm. their employees. Yeah. So we check the boxes, right? That's Rob Davini, the executive director of the Jefferson Performing Arts Society. Rob was appointed as the executive director of the nonprofit arts organization in May of this year. He oversees the organization's day-to-day operations, strategic initiatives, and community partnerships. And as you'll learn as you listen to this interview, he has deep connections to the organization that date back to well before he took over operations. The Jefferson Performing Arts Society, or JPAS, was founded in 1978. It is in its 46th season. Dedicated to the artistic and cultural enrichment of the entire Gulf South, the organization has kept our community entertained and engaged with a revolving door of plays, musicals, comedy shows, concerts, and more for years, many of which are run right out of the Jefferson Performing Arts Center, a beautiful facility off of Airline Highway. It is one of Jefferson Parish's truly dynamic gems. On this episode of the Jefferson Parish Pulse, Rob and I had a great conversation about the importance of the arts within educational programming, the value of the arts as an economic development driver, and what he is most excited about as he enters his first full season as the executive director of JPAS. Rob was an absolute delight to interview. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. So Rob, yes. so excited to have you on the show. Thank I'm you so much for, for being, being here. here. Thanks, Kelsey. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me at this beautiful space. Love this facility. Let's dive right in. Let's talk about uh, Jefferson Parish Performing Arts Society. Um, what What is the elevator pitch? Well, we're a 46-year-old 501c3, a regional theater that puts on all genre of entertainment, live performance shows. Um, a lot of our shows are made up of local um, actors and actresses. And uh, now, fast forward to 2023, we are the managers of this beautiful facility we're sitting in here, the Jefferson Performing Arts Center. This is a gorgeous facility. Gorgeous. I actually, we had our 30th anniversary celebration. So we just celebrated, I think, 36 years, but 30th anniversary had it here at the Performing Arts Center, and it was a blast. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, I've only been here probably going on 100 days, and I'm amazed at how many people have uh, entered the building for the very first time and don't know this jewel is here. Yeah, so we got some work to do to tell people what we actually have here in Jefferson Parish. It's fantastic. Well, we'll help spread the word today. Good. We're really excited about that. And I, you just mentioned you're 100 days in um, or close to 100 days in. You're new to the CEO role. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing before you came to JPAS? Taking a nap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, for the last um, uh, 23 years, I was... Um, the chief operating officer at New Orleans City Park, uh, another one of my favorite nonprofits, if so to speak, right? And uh, I'm happy to be here because it's similar in a lot of ways. I'm the operational guy, obviously not the artistic guy. We have an artistic director who is our founder and artistic director, uh, Maestro Dennis Assault. So thank God they don't make me uh, make all the artistic decisions. <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to be here because the nonprofit is a quality of life nonprofit similar to the park. So it's really exciting for me. 
And you mentioned, too, that you have a pretty extensive family connection to JPAS. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's pretty neat. I mean, um, a lot of people don't even know that uh, it's kind of come full circle for me. But uh, real brief, my father was a past uh, councilman here in Jefferson Parish, and we used to uh, attend Monholland Methodist Church on Metairie Road, where our founder, Dennis Asoff, was the choir director. And Dennis would used to always get my dad to try to champion some funding to start the Jefferson Performing Arts Center. And my dad was, in fact, the first person to give him some money to start it. That's amazing. And then fast forward to my 18-year-old or 19-year-old now, a freshman at LSU, he had the um, pleasure of going through our youth theater program uh, from the third grade till he was a junior at St. Martin's High School. And, uh, you know, he went from starring as a a candy kid in the ensemble of Willy Wonka all the way to playing the lead, Jack Kelly and Newsies. I and love that. So then fast forward, I'm no longer at the park and I'm now the executive director of the uh, of this beautiful organization and I, I couldn't be happier. I love that there are so many little touch points there for you. Is that something that really drew you to this role? Um, did you have a theater background in your past? I did not, right? I, I probably, like everybody, played the uh, elementary school plays and the, the stuff you were mandated to do. Uh, but I didn't have a theater background, but I supported this organization as a theater dad um, all the years that my son Garrett did it. And I fell in love with the organization. I helped fundraise for the organization. Um, you know, we talk it up in social circles. And once they became the managers of this facility, as you and I discussed, I tried to get people aware of what we had here in Jefferson Parish. And, um, but, I, but I had an operational background, really. And that's, uh, like I said, Dennis is still our artistic director. And the organization needed uh, operational and business support. Um, so that's what I bring to the agency. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy. That's, that's a really wonderful story, and I love how it all sort of comes all together and all these little pieces really, really draw you in. It's great. Um, JPAS has a long history in Jefferson Parish, as you mentioned. I think you said this 46th year? Yes, our 46th. 46th season. Yes. Um, can you talk about the cultural impact of having a performing arts society in our community and what the value is of engaging with the arts? Well, when we make decisions on where we're going to live, if you don't, you know, grow up and live where you were born and raised, you look for quality of life issues. We look for everything from dog parks to people parks to uh, good schools. And and not every community can tout that they have a performing arts center. Uh, a lot of people have to travel to go experience the arts. And previous to this building being built, um, there's several small theaters here. West Wego is another theater we manage mm. okay, on the West Bank. Okay, I didn't Bank. realize that. And there's Rivertown and Kenner. Okay. Absent those smaller venues, we always went to the Sanger, right? Or Mahalia or mm. Le Petit. You went into the city. Um, so that happens in a lot of communities. That's why a lot of theaters are known as regional theaters. So how dynamic that as a resident of Jefferson Parish, we have this beautiful asset in front of us that has uh, worldwide, nationwide, and local performances for anybody to come enjoy. I did want to ask about that because I was just kind of scrolling through the season and all the different shows that you guys have coming up, and it is, it's extensive. I mean, it's it's all different types of plays and performances, and I think you've got The Nutcracker, which I know is pretty much an annual thing, but then you've also got Swan Lake, and I mean, it's just all kinds of things coming up. I know that some of it is are people that are here, like community performers, and then you also have people coming from all over. How does that work? Well, when we took over management of the theater, 
we are managing this asset on behalf of the parish. So we try to um, outreach to promoters that are maybe routing shows that would go anywhere from the Sanger to uh, La Berge Casino or the, the Gulf Coast and route those shows that would fit into this theater. So, okay. so not all... 100% of the productions that we do in here are presentations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we co-pro with a promoter, and sometimes we buy a show that we feel is going to be successful and put on. Like we have the Blind Boys of Alabama, which is a, um, uh, a Grammy-winning gospel group that okay. is going to open up the Christmas season and, and appear December 1st. Um, but the shows are diverse. You know, nationwide or worldwide, really, the arts have seen over the last few years that um, it's an older demographic that's kind of aging out of your typical theater. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of operettas and operas and ballet and, and um, you know, the seasons have become diverse, while you, which is why you'll see a lot of theaters struggle to have season ticket sales, right? Because the whole genre is not something you want to go see. And you'll see theaters do pick four or pick three. And, and you'll find, as you mentioned, Kelsey, that our season is really diverse. I mean, we opened our season this year with a show um, by Max Vernon, who lives in Brooklyn, New York, who did the show called The View Upstairs, which is ironically about the fire that we um, just memorialized its 50th anniversary mm -hmm. in the French Quarter and that burned in 1973. Huh, okay. Um, so we just wrapped that show. And then, uh, you know, we have Young Frankenstein that's going to be our presentation, local actors, uh, happening during the Halloween season. So um, we're proud to put this diverse uh, offering on the table, right? And it's right here in Jefferson Parish, which is the amazing thing. You were mentioning that not not all communities have a society like JPAS, that not, not everybody has what we have here in Jefferson Parish, which I think is really cool. What do you think sets JPAS apart from other organizations that are might be similar in other communities? You know, we're probably similar in a lot of ways when you think about regional theater. I think what sets us apart in Jefferson Parish is our outreach to Jefferson Parish. I give you an example of how my son um, did our youth theater programs. We run two successful youth theater programs during the summer, and they're our kids. They're your kids. They're your neighbor's kids that actually participate in this. My son had no theatrical background in the third grade when he tried out for the Candy Kid and Willy Wonka. The parents and the adults on stage are, are lawyers, teachers, bankers, bakers. We want the presentations to be about the region. It's one thing to be a regional theater and service that quality of life need for the region to go see the show, right? But you can be involved here, which is, I think, spectacular. And we want to expand on that. One of my missions here is to expand the educational outreach of musical theater. Because I, I saw personally what it did for my son. Whether he stays in musical theater or not, Kelsey, it rounded him into a, a young man that is engaged. And it's important. And that's what theater does. It engages us. So it's cool that it's here in Jefferson Parish. And you just, I really like that you mentioned the educational piece because we were talking a few minutes before this, we, we started recording and you mentioned that right now there's a lot going on. There's a lot of focus on STEM, but there should possibly be more focus on STEAM. Can you talk about that and, and how your, um, what your vision is for bringing that to Jefferson Parish? Yeah, so as the operational and business manager of this organization, right, I got to look for revenue streams, but I also want to do the quality of life and what the nonprofit's mission statement is. So there's an opportunity to do fee-based educational programming for after-school people, and there's also to do non-fee-based um, education that we can introduce curriculum into the public schools. And what I mean by that is, you know, as you said, STEM, we all hear STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and those are hard skills. We, you know, 
Uh, don't ask me to be proficient in engineering and everything, but right, they teach STEM, and those are the hard skills. And our kids today, I have, I'm the father of three, and I struggle like every parent dealing with devices and looking at screen time. And so when does the soft skills get introduced? So the National Endowment of the Arts and arts organizations in the country have said that due to what we're battling, right, with the hard skills and the screen time with kids, that arts need to be introduced into STEM. And they gave it the acronym STEAM. Um, and I witnessed it as a parent, what the arts did for my, my son. You know, he was a great student. Um, and, but, you know, I still battled with that screen time and those personal skills. And STEAM makes a difference. The arts being in people's lives gives them that. It's a collaboration, right? You don't have to be an actor. The theater teaches you everything from set design, costuming, uh, production, marketing, box office. Um, there's all things that touch on uh, business opportunities in life. And at the end of the day, you don't have to take any of those paths. But once you've collaborated as a team to put a show on, it's a win. You know, you get to watch the product on stage. And as my son did and had other interest and walked away from it, I watched what it made him as, an, as a man, as a young man. So there, there's proof and research done that it makes a difference in, in the lives of kids. So I want to I broaden that outreach that J, JPA has. I, I really think that's such an impactful sentiment in that I don't always think that people realize like that a kid going into musical theater or theater or getting involved in the arts in some way. I mean, I think a lot of people think of it as, you know, a hobby, which of course sometimes it is, but that hobby can, can build all of these different skills that kids will need in adulthood. And so I really like that you're- And they don't know that, that they need it, right, Kelsey? Because right? we're battling, I, you know, I battle it with my kids. And listen, not every, it has a stigmatism too of that, hey, it's not cool, right? <laughs> um, and that's okay. Kids might not want to be on stage, but there's backstage opportunities to collaborate as a team. Everything from opening the curtain to producing the costumes to wigs and makeup. And I could go on and on the pieces it takes to put a show on. And you can collaboratively be a part of that. And you could be the shy little kid that doesn't want to take the stage. And that's okay. But guess what? Production night, when the show opens and the applause happens, you feel a victory. And that's what it does. It makes you feel like, man, it was worth it. And, um, you know, my son, my son in high school became a junior, played the role that he always wanted to play, which was Jack Kelly and Newsies. But he was a jock on the varsity football team. I'm a parent first, right? Parents need help. We're battling devices. We're battling external uh, things in this world that we need help, right? And JPAS can provide that with theater. And if parents introduce them, their kids to this, I'm a testament to what it can do for your child. And I want to give more people that opportunity that I had now that I'm here. These arts and what JPAS is offering can help our workforce. Like when somebody thinks about community theater and economic development, it's like, those things possibly seem so far apart, but they're really not at all because you've got quality of life and you've got the workforce piece where you're helping to develop soft skills. And there's just all these ways that all these things are coming together in this like beautiful symphony. Right, right, right. No, but you're right. If you think of the old days of tech, you know, if you, you not every student is a, is a school, uh, a college grad and mm -hmm. not going to be, they may have struggled. And, Tech schools have been around forever, right? You've heard about, you know, what, and, yeah. and they have this idea that it's all the welding shop. You know, yeah. you watched Grease and the kids in the, you know, building <laughs> yeah. the car, right? Um, 
but there's more opportunities to that. And I'm not saying that they have to touch the arts from like the old tech standpoint, but when education started focusing on STEM in the educational component, something got dropped. Mm. And you can be the smartest scientist in the room, you can be the smartest engineer, uh, the smartest mathematician, but you can't hold a conversation. Um, you can come out of architect school and be the best designer, then maybe the next Frank Lloyd Wright, right? But you can't go present the presentation in, in, in front of an audience that you're trying to sell the design to. And it, this is not robbed of any speaking. If you go look at the research from the National Endowment of the Arts and the acronym STEAM, you can see that the soft skills got dropped. Mm -hmm. And even if it was by accident, we need to introduce our kids back to it. So to your point, yes, it has a component that long-term deals as if we taught them the STEM. You know, companies look for engineers, scientists, you know, technology. But hey, wait a minute. Let's make sure they come in here and are able to collaborate as a team. Mm -hmm. Smartest guy in the room can't even hold a conversation. And it's a real thing. And how cool for regional theater you don't have to be musically inclined. You don't have to. You don't have to take the stage. We have something for you here. You can tell I'm passionate about it just because I put a kid through it, mm -hmm. and and it's real. If yeah. somebody would challenge me on it, I'd say I disagree. It made a difference. It makes a difference. This is such a great conversation. I'm really. Well, and you have a theater this. background too. I don't know if people know that. <laughs> yeah. But we had that in, in prior to our conversation, so I'm trying to get Kelsey back on the stage. We'll still work on that. Oh my gosh! Yes, I did. I do have a bit of a theater background, which I am assuming that most people probably don't know about. Oh, me, I just but... let it out. Right? <laughs> That's all but right. But it's not a bad thing. No, it's great. It's right. I mean, I I'm a big fan of the arts, so I'm certainly all all on board with everything that you were talking about well, for good. sure. We've got a champion here. <laughs> yes. Right. And, well, it's a champion in. Jetco, right? We're we're blessed to be touting how great this parish is. Yeah, and we're just a small piece of it, but I, I want to be a bigger piece of it. I think this leads into our next question. We're talking, and we've kind of touched upon some of this already, but quality of life is a key component to our economic development strategy. It plays into both our business attraction and retaining the businesses that are are here in Jefferson Parish. Can you talk about, and I think you really have spoken to this already, but how JPAS is lending to our overall quality of life here in Jefferson? Yeah, I think, Kelsey, you're right. We touched on it. Um, you know, it's about as important as having great parks and great schools mm -hmm. and, and great quality of life. Um, we're blessed to have the amenities that a lot of major cities have right here in our own parish. And, uh, you know, we have Broadway-esque shows. We have comedy. We have... Um, opera, we have ballet, we have youth educational programs, and we don't have to go to the big cities. It's right here in our own backyard. And I think companies, well, I don't think, you and I both know, coming from Jetco, that companies, when we're trying to, uh, you know, entice them to come to our region, those are major, major factors mm -hmm. to their employees. Yeah. So we check the boxes, right? That's, that's perfect. <laughs> and I, that's a great answer to the question. We've already talked a little bit about how JPAS has so many different types of shows and there's such diversity. Um, not uh, per Performers are, a lot of them are local, like mm -hmm. it's a community theater. Um, what is that like to work with? You know, you've got all t different types of people in your community coming in and, and to see all this talent and this excitement. Um, what is that like to be on this side of things, seeing the excitement from the people that come participate? Man, man, it's cool. And so let me tell you this, that same theater program, youth theater program my son went through, 
One of our board members' sons went through that. He just got his first lead in Broadway, on Broadway. What? In the Barry Manilow show Harmony. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. He got his theater start here. She's on our board and will make the same testament that I'm making to you, Kelsey, is that it's real. Now, look, that's going on to be a musical. Th you know how hard it is to get to Broadway mm -hmm. or even to get into acting. Sure. That could not have been. But that was his passion. But it started right here in Jefferson Parish as, as a theater kid. That is and, amazing. Uh, yeah, so Bruce Landry, he's in the Harmony, and uh, it opened in New York in Bravo, on Broadway. So how does it make you feel to be doing this important and impactful work in Louisiana, around the Gulf South, here in Jefferson Parish? You're seeing the impact that these programs are having on the lives of kids and on, you know, adult performers as well. They're coming here, and this is a, this is a place for them. What is that like for you? Yeah. I, again, I'll answer it this way. It's so cool. You know, I spent 23 years in New Orleans at, um, at City Park. And uh, I guess I got it from my father who was in public service. He was a businessman, but also a public service. He ran for office and held office. I just knew this was what I wanted to do was quality of life issues. It, it became really important once I became a parent, right? Your life changes. And uh, I have three amazing uh, boys, a wonderful wife, and I wasn't leaving here. This was, this was my home. Uh, I, I didn't want to serve the public in political office. I have no desire to run for office. <laughs> and uh, it's just really cool to be engaged as we began this conversation talking about it's ironic that after all that time at City Park, I'm here with a nonprofit that actually was in and out of my life, so to speak, since I was a kid. Uh, and our founder, I, I, I have the pleasure of working alongside of our founder and our artistic director who created this 46 years ago. And uh, he'll be the first one to tell you, he had no idea that if you had to ask him, I'd be sitting here in a chair next to him in this organization, he'd say, you're crazy. It's just like, <laughs> he laughs about it. He's like, um, I mean, it, I, you couldn't make this up. Yeah. And so I, I, I get chills thinking about it. Really, Kelsey, as, as crazy as that sounds, I'm really just energized. I think we have a lot of potential for growth here. Um, you know, uh, on a side note, we were talking about revenue paths of how uh, things I want to grow with the nonprofit. Um, so there's a lot of communities that aren't large enough to have regional theaters. Mm -hmm. uh, one way we can monetize more of our show is get them on the road. So okay. that's another avenue I'm looking at. We um, are going to do Jesus Christ Superstar this season, and we're in discussions with the community theater in Hammond about taking the show. So um, that could be another revenue stream for us, but it also... Uh, it's a revenue stream to help a nonprofit. I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, being capitalist only, but it's bringing theater to a demographic that may not travel, mm -hmm. um, and and brings what we we have the blessings of having here in the parish into smaller communities. So we're going to expand on that too. That's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. That's so it's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I I like that you mentioned, and we've talked about this, but you know, you you. JPAS got to start 46 years ago. You've watched it grow. I did. Over Not knowing I was going to be a part of it. Yeah. What is it? How different is it now than it was when you saw it, like at the very beginning? What What has stayed the same and what has changed? Well, one being on the inside now, you from a business standpoint now, I know what we need to do to grow mm. and sustain the next 46 years, right? Um, so that's where all the where I envision the programming that I want to do. And then there's the side from the outside of how it impacted my life, which we talked about my son and how I kind of grew up with this. So there's the, that compassion to go tell others what we have. 
it helps both, right? It helps parents like me and it helps the nonprofit because there's a revenue stream. I mean, I, I, I'm just um, happy to be as its executive director right now and know that as successful as the last 46 years are, I see a world of potential uh, of growth here. And, um, and I'm happy to be doing it here in Jefferson Parish. Um, you're ta- you talk about potential. You talk about some of the different revenue paths. Is there anything... Um, anything in particular that you've really started to to push in one direction or I, I know we, we've talked about a couple of them but is there something that is top of mind that you're like we're going to implement this right away to see you know a new revenue stream open up well if you look at the arts as a whole worldwide they don't revenue stream themselves to success mm-hmm. ticket sales do not fund us alone interesting uh, they all involve development or philanthropic donations or grants. Um, And this agency, believe it or not, has no development director or grant writer on staff. Um, So my first mission here was to, while I really want to be progressive and I have all of these ideas of change that we can do for growth, we're working on all of those parallel to what you just asked me, Mm -hmm. right? What is is really on the fire right now? We need community support and corporate support. Um, We're working right now on developing a development plan to reach out to the community and um, a grant writer to start writing grants that other arts organizations are uh, able to receive and solidify our funding so that we can, you know, build on that growth. And and you mentioned, you know, community support, business, maybe businesses coming in and providing corporate sponsorships, things like that maybe. Um, if a business wanted to work with JPAS, how would they go about doing that? Anybody can feel free right now until these programs are all fully <laughs> developed. They can email me at rob at jpas.org. Real simple, rob at jpas.org. Um, right now, we just had, uh, we um, Raising Cane's just signed up this year as a, as a uh, major sponsor for us. That's so And cool. we're really excited to have them. And they love yeah. our youth theater program. So they're going to donate stuffed canes, uh, um, dogs to our youth theater program. And they're going to f- feed box lunches to our kids that go through our summer camp programs. But yeah, we need community support from a fiscal standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, in-kind contributions. Just reach out to us. There's so much th- that can be done to help us, one, take the vision that we have, you know, whether it's the educational component or the touring shows. You know, um, I just applied for a grant. We have an 18-year-old box truck that we move the sets that we create in mm-hmm. West Wego over to this theater to uh, build to put our shows on. So something as simple as that. We need a, new, a brand new truck to take the sets out. There's a lot of opportunity. We are all 501c3. Um, so yeah, I, I um, would ask anybody that has an interest in helping out a local nonprofit that has a 46 year successful history, we're here, reach out. Perfect. Um, I wanna talk about Jefferson Parish. Um, we've worked really hard at JEDCO to position Jefferson as a destination for business, a hub for innovation. Um, your work really ties into that narrative with 46 wonderful years, um, 46 wonderful seasons, I guess I should say, and years. But um, can you talk about why you like doing business here? If you were telling a friend to come do business in Jefferson Parish, what would you tell them? Selfishly, I was born and raised here, so I have a... Love uh, that. (laughs) So so, uh, although I went to school in New Orleans, uh, we are a region, right? But why Jefferson Parish? Look at what we have. Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes back to what you and I started talking about. And it's, it's things, it's 
not that New Orleans doesn't have quality of life things, right? It has a huge culture there. We, we all, all go to New Orleans, but Jefferson Parish, look at the infrastructure, look at the safety, look at the education, look at our parks, our playgrounds. Um, we, we're doing it right, right? Our leaders uh, are doing it right. Um, it's a place where I want my kids to stay. I don't want, I want them to uh, be educated here and want to make a difference like I, I hopefully am and will do here in the parish and get people to stay or move here, right? Um, it's kind of cliche, but it's, it's, Jefferson Parish has it all. And, and we do a great job of not making you seek it, right? We, uh, you, through your efforts at JEDCO, uh, Violet Peters over the Visitor Bureau, we all do a great job of telling, touting what we've, what we've got. And a side hat that I wear is I'm also the co-captain of the Mardi Gras Day Parade here in Jefferson Parish, the crew of Argus. That's so cool. we got the best carnival around, right? Lovely. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. So you are all the way involved I am. in every I, way possible. <laughs> born and raised and staying here. So let's all make a difference together. Do you have a favorite performance or show from JPAS history? Well, I do. And you know where I'm going to go with this, right? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like... <laughs> this is the dad in me, right? So my son knocked it out of the ballpark when he played Jack Kelly and Newsies. But the performances that everybody do, they're just great because it's us. It's yeah. it's your coworkers, it's your friends. It's uh, But yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, that'll go down as my most memorable. Yeah, I can't imagine that you would say If I answered else. something else, I'd be right. What, what, right. <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I personally love Newsies as well. So I've, that's a great show. Really, it really is. good. That's Disney, so cool that Disney, your son yeah. uh, had the lead. That's awesome. It is. Um, you're in your 46th season. What are you most excited about this season? I, I when when does season start, I guess? In the fall. Okay. We just started. Uh, we just wrapped our first show. Okay. Um, uh, in September. Okay. And uh, we'll run through May. Okay. But we'll do shows in here now that we manage the theater all year. You know, gotcha. we'll have the ballet, the Blind Boys in December. Mm -hmm. Well, that's in between our season. But um, yeah, we're, we're going to have a whole year-long calendar of great shows. And I look forward to adding more to the to the offering. So this will be your first full season. This is my first full season. What yes. are you most excited about? You know, I am just so excited about the potential. I... Certainly, I'm excited about the shows. Where you know, Young Frankenstein. I'm a big Mel Brooks fan, and I do like musicals. Yeah. Um, so to see us put that on is really uh, that's probably the thing I'm most excited about, um, just because I love his humor. Um, but Kelsey, I'm excited about what we've got in our 47th and on season as well. I just think this is uh, just tip of the iceberg. I think we've got a lot of way, to, a long way to go, and we're going to get there. It's going to be a huge success. Well, now I'm so excited. Good. I'm going to get you on stage. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get oh, you gosh. back. Sorry I blew your cover. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see about that. I, I'm not entirely I'm not putting time. pressure on her. <laughs> um, at, we've talked about exciting projects that you're, you're looking forward to. What is the most important thing that you want people to know about JPAS as we wrap up this conversation? It's yours. <laughs> it is. I love that. It's the parishes. Yeah. It's a, it's an, I, I have the, I'm blessed to be managing a nonprofit housed in this magnificent theater on Airline Drive in my favorite place on earth, Jefferson Parish, right? I love to travel, so I have other favorite destinations, but I wouldn't envision living in or raising my family anywhere else. And um, that's my favorite thing. We get to all do this together. 
What a way to end a, an episode. Is there anything I missed? Anything you want to add that I haven't asked? Support the arts. Support Jefferson Performing Arts Society. Um, go to our website and uh, feel free to uh, shoot me an email. Tell me how you ask me how you can get involved, or if there's anything that you like or dislike of what we're currently doing. Uh, it, it helps us all get better. So uh, let me know. That's great. And we'll add um, links to, to your website um, and some social media platforms on our in our show notes great. with this episode. So everybody just check out those show notes at the bottom of our, uh, <laughs> our link. Um, and yeah, Rob, this has been such a pleasure. I've oh, thoroughly thanks, Kelsey. enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure it. having Thank this conversation you. with you. And I'm sorry I put you under the gun here about getting oh back gosh, on stage. No. But, but how <laughs> no. cool to how did you have that in your background? That's awesome. You ought to be proud of that. Yeah, and, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed I mean, this has been sort of close to my heart. I don't really get to spend a lot of time talking about the arts these days. So this is great. Well, that's <laughs> Thank great. You. <laughs> you and I will have a new relationship. You'll come see our shows. Maybe yes. one day you'll be in it and yeah. uh, I'll give you a tour of the theater. But thank you for your so, time. And thanks for everybody uh, at JCO for what they do for this parish. We appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> A big thanks to Rob for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show. We have a link to Jefferson Performing Arts Society's website and other contact info in the show notes in case you'd like to learn more about what's in the pipeline for this coming season. Every other Thursday, we will release new episodes of the Jefferson Parish Pulse, so we hope you will keep on tuning in. We'll be sharing links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news, on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development, and LinkedIn at JP Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. They help other listeners like you find the show, which helps us share our story and the stories within our community with more people. We'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. As always, thank you so much for tuning in.